of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey, Buckeye fans, Andy Logan of Logan Sports. Back in 1975, my father, Dick Logan, who played football for Ohio State and the Green Bay Packers, decided to open up Logan Sports and was dedicated to providing Stark County with great products at great prices. He always emphasized customer service, making customers feel extra special, and those values are still in place today. Logan's is a great place for Nike and Under Armour shoes and apparel. We are the place for Ohio State gear, and your high school spirit wear, custom lettering, and corporate apparel headquarters. Logan Sports. O.H. This is the Kenny and JT Show on News Talk 1480, WHBC. There's some music to your ears right there on Rivalry Week. Best damn band in the land right there, Kenny Rodas. Absolutely. Now, you know who might know a little bit about this ball game? Who's that? Our very own Jeff Logan joining us from Columbus, Ohio, from 610 WTVN. Jeffrey, how are you today? JT, I could not be better, man. And uh, how cool is it for the first time in 16 years that these teams are going into this game on Saturday without a loss on either side. That's uh, all is good in the world. That's amazing, isn't it? That's like old school back in the days when you used to play, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, you know, when back in the 70s and 80s, it was always considered the big two and the little eight uh, because right. it always came down to Ohio State and Michigan would make the determination of who would win the Big Ten championship, who was going to go play in the granddaddy of them all, the or- the uh, Rose Bowl. And, um, you know, it still, after all of these years, here we are again, right back in the same seat with the uh, winner going to the Big Ten championship game. Jeff, I have to ask you this question because it goes through everyone's head. After watching uh, that team up north struggle with the Illini on Saturday, and the Buckeyes backed it up with a lackluster performance, some could say, against Maryland. How much of the last game of the regular season creeps in as a youngster playing in that game the week before the rivalry game? You know, it's amazing because at least I know at Ohio State, they they talk about it, they embrace it every day. But when you get to that week before, there's just something magical that happens uh, that uh, puts Ohio State in an uncomfortable situation. I heard a stat today that I found was interesting. In the last eight games that Ohio or last eight seasons, Ohio State has failed to cover the spread in the week before the big game. So maybe they do look ahead a little bit too much for that game. Yeah, I think they do. Uh, And, uh, you know, I tweeted out they didn't look like a national championship team on Saturday against Maryland. C.J. Stroud didn't look like a Heisman Trophy quarterback. But guess what? You don't have to yet, but you got to get it figured out for this week's game against Michigan and then hopefully the next three after that, Jeff. Give me your thoughts uh, on C.J. Stroud. All of a sudden, I'm looking in Vegas, and he's dropped from the number one spot. He is no longer the favorite uh, in Vegas to win the Heisman because of his performances in, in three of the last four weeks. Yeah, I think that uh, uh, the jury is still out, obviously, on who's going to win the Heisman Trophy, and I think that's the way it should be. I don't think... Uh... You know, we should be trying to have decided who's going to win that award already. Uh, Conference championship games are coming up. These big rivalry games are happening. And if C.J. Stroud is the best player in America, he will lead his football team to victory on Saturday. And I I think it's as simple as that. Um, 
You earn it. You deserve it. The only way that he's going to win it um, is with a big win on Saturday. And the only way Ohio State can beat Michigan on Saturday is for this kid to play really well. Isn't it amazing? You think about the Heisman Trophy, and nobody's run away with the award this year. A couple of years ago, we thought it might have been Spencer Rattler down at Oklahoma. All he does is turn around, and they destroy Tennessee over the weekend. And every team that was ranked, for the most part, the big teams, they all struggled. But the thing that we look at in in this game is, Jeff, the last five weeks, Buckeyes offense, running game anyway, has been less than stellar. But Dalen Hayden has 27 rushes for 146 yards and three touchdowns. Is the running game for the Buckeyes back on track now? Well, I can tell you this. Dallin Hayden is the go-to right now. And if we if we wanted to capsulize those weaknesses or those challenges over the last four or five weeks in the running game, I think it's very obvious at this stage that neither of our one and two running backs have been healthy for the last month and a half. And that could not have been more evident than it was at Maryland when you found out that uh, Mayan Williams didn't make the trip. And uh, in short order, you got 32 over there with the boot on uh, taken out of the game. And so uh, Dallin Hayden, in my opinion, will be the go-to guy on Saturday. And he did nothing in the Maryland game other than to impress me that this kid is ready to take the responsibility. Oh, he did this too, Jeff. He proved that they don't have to have an extension of their running game and that stupid bubble screen. <laughs> Uh, you and my you and my wife feel exactly the same same way about that bubble screen. That's right. Uh, but I can tell you, if we execute it a little bit better on the outside, um, maybe we make a big play out of it. I don't want to be an "I told you so," uh, but let's leave that up to Ryan Day. Uh, let's hope it does work this week. All right, and uh, they get a big play out of it, uh, and uh, JT will uh, you know uh, have to tip his cap to you and Ryan Day on that. What do we know about Jackson Smith and Jigba? What do we know about Trevion Henderson? What do we know about Mayan Williams' availability for this game on Saturday at noon here on WHBC? Obviously nothing official at this stage is coming out of the Ohio State camp, and it won't until probably two hours before game time when we get the ready list from the uh, sports information office. I think you're going to find that uh, uh, Mayan Williams is probably is going to be at best a game-time decision. Same for Travion Henderson and Jackson Smith and Jigba, I think, is a game-time decision as well. And, and I'll be honest with you, I'd love to have that kid back. I'd love to have that kid be able to play in the Michigan game. But I also don't want to upset the vibe that we got going on with our receivers. So if he plays great, if he doesn't play, I think we're okay. When you get ready for this ball game, and you talk about injuries to our running backs, I think you prepare for Ohio State because they're pretty much a pass-first offense. How do we look at Michigan if Blake Corum can't go, Jeff? Well, that's a great point that you bring up because Blake Corum is uh, 85% of the offense. Uh, for the University of Michigan. And I'm not talking about just their running game, um, you know, alone. I mean, this kid is it. He has been on the field for 275 snaps all season long. And he carried the ball 227 times out of those 275 snaps. That is unheard of that they would be that one-handed and that much invested in this guy. But when he's healthy... And, and I think he will be. I think he will play Saturday. Uh, this kid is as good as anybody in the country at that running back spot. 
I'll pass this information along to you, Jeff Logan. Uh, Michael Rega and I do a podcast together, and he's got some friends up in that area. That's where he was born. And uh, Blake Corm was out passing out turkeys today and uh, looking uh, fine doing it. So I'm with you uh, based on that. Uh, I, I expect him to give it a go. Now, will he be 100%? Probably not. If Trevion Henderson plays, we know he won't be 100%. Same with Mayan Williams. So they're all going to give it a go in the game. What do you remember about your games in the game? Well, the, the thing that I remember more than anything else, and Woody warned us in advance, those of us that hadn't played in any of those games as freshmen, that it would be the most hard-hitting but the cleanest game that you've ever played in. And that's absolutely what it was all about. Uh, I shared a story at lunch today with my uh, – uh, quarterback club that I visit with on a weekly basis. I said my very first Michigan game was very memorable in that uh, five minutes before kickoff, Woody Hayes came to me as this little freshman running back from North Canton and said, guess what? You're returning punts today. And after I changed my drawers um, and got a clean pair on, I decided I was going to have to go out there and do the best job I could possibly do to help my football team. And the very first punt that I fielded, came right down and went right through my arms and went right to the turf. And fortunately, I was able to land on that ball. We had great field position. It didn't matter. We went on and beat them. We got our first pair of gold pants. And I realized after the game, had Michigan recovered that ball, Jeff Logan would have ended his career mm-hmm. at, the, at, at Ohio Westland University, not Ohio State university it's the scariest play in all of football it's like a scan- stampede coming right at you kenny and you're looking it's up you're looking down it's the scariest play in football in my opinion yeah it really is and it, but it's also one of the most important plays mm-hmm. in all of football uh, our good friend jim Tressel said every good every play uh should end with a kick in some way shape or form and he loved the punt formation um because a lot of things can happen there and and uh, you got to have great people back there recovering those kicks. Jeff Logan is our guest right now. We're breaking down Ohio State in that team up north big game this Saturday at noon. You'll hear that game right here on News Talk 1480 WHBC. Your brother over at Logan's in North Canton texts me. He says, ask about the players run through something about uh, Tunnel of Pride. What is this? Well, uh, this got started back in, uh, gosh, 1986, I want to say, when Notre Dame was first coming to Ohio State to kind of renew that rivalry. And uh, members of the Varsity Alumni Association suggested that we invite former players down on the field uh, to be able to create a tunnel of pride, a tunnel of former players for those kids to run through so that they could see the guys that had built the program uh, in the years before them and let them understand their responsibility of returning the program better than what they found it. And so that started then. It went on to become every time we play the team up north at home, and there will be hundreds of former players on the field forming a tunnel that those players will be going through as they, as they enter onto the field before the game. So it's a, it's, it's a big emotional moment for everybody. Uh, I just hope that uh, our former players that are down there don't get hurt and don't pull a hamstring trying to get off the field. Jeff Logan, our guest here on the Kenny and JT Show, talking Ohio State football. They survive at Maryland 43-30. to uh, They go 11-0, and as Jeff pointed out, 
Michigan's 11-0, first time since 06 when they were 1-2 in the country, undefeated, right, playing at the shoe in Columbus. 42-39 was the final there. Our buddy Sean Crable hits Troy Smith out of bounds for a big first down. Troy Smith rallies after a so-so performance, uh, you know, and uh, leads the team to victory. The pick four lottery number that night was 4-2-3-9. A lot of great things happened on that night. So what are you expecting this week? How, how well, great of a matchup well, can this be, Jeff Logan? Well, I think it's going to be a classic game. I really do. And we go back to uh, uh, 2006 when it was one versus two. And I think everybody can remember that was a game that got moved to 3.30 in the afternoon and ended up as a night game. Um, we also remember the double overtime win of Ohio State in 2016, which was another classic game. And uh, that's when we, uh, we finally came to the realization that all of these games don't end 10-7. to 7. Uh, That was a high-scoring affair. And and I, I think that that's the way college football is going to be on a go-forward basis. And I think the key to this football game uh, for Ohio State is to get out early and get up early in this game. I don't care if it's a touchdown or 10 points. Michigan is not built to come from behind. And uh, allowing them to get out and go and get started early with maybe a 10-point lead makes it very difficult because Blake Corm or not, they're going to come out and try and kill the clock and run the ball to death. Uh, throughout the game so we got to make sure that we take advantage of the very beginning of this football game Uh, don't make mistakes get the balls to our uh, guys that are playmakers and you know best team that that makes the least number of mistakes always wins this game I don't think weather is going to come into factor this weekend either I was just looking at the weather report Columbus 53 degrees chance of rain maybe 50 percent chance of rain during the day but it's not going to come into play will it Jeff no, I don't think weather is going to be an issue at all, and that is absolutely outstanding. You wouldn't want this game spoiled uh, by weather. Uh, it does bring back memory, guys, to the Snow Bowl back in 1950 when uh, our father, Dick Logan, was a member of that Snow Bowl team back then. They didn't care about wind and rain and everything mm. else. They just played that game in the snow. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, fortunately, we're not going to have that kind of an occurrence here. Jeff Logan, our guest, always happy to have him with us talking Ohio State football. And, I mean, perfect week to do that as we head into the game. I think it's the, the 117th meeting. Michigan leads the overall series 59-51-6. to But they started 13-0-2. You take that away from them, right? Ohio State's caught up, and that's because they've gone 17-3 and in their last 20 games uh, against Michigan. And we talked about this earlier with one of our callers, uh, Jeff why did Jim Trestle understand this and turn the tables and um, really create the, the dynasty in this matchup for Ohio State? What was it about Tress that, unfortunately, John Cooper, 210-1, Newt Cooper, as I called him, didn't get? Yeah, you know, John tried like crazy. John Cooper did. And he, he, he brought out every possible way of guest speakers and momentum and trying to get people fired up and make it happen. But there's something about you either have this game in your DNA, in your system, and certainly understand the importance of of what it is. Like Jim Trussell uh, understood when he came here, he's from Ohio, he knew what it was all about. And uh, John Cooper just read about it. And and I think the game became bigger than him, and it it became much bigger as the seasons went on without any wins. And a pretty bold statement by JT when – uh, he was first hired and was on that basketball floor and said that in, you know, 325 days from now, you're going to be proud of your kids up in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And they went out and won the game. So uh, it's that kind of an attitude. And 
you know, if Ryan Day wants to continue to build his legacy, uh, he has to win this football game on Saturday. Two in a row uh, is a loss, is not acceptable. And uh, just think about our quarterback, uh, C.J. Stroud. Mm -hmm. What is his uh, legacy if C.J. Stroud sets all these records but goes 0-2 against the team up north. Oh, boy. I want to think wow. of that. Jeff, yeah. talk about this, though, too, though. When you mentioned Tressel, you mentioned these guys that coached at Ohio State before they were head coach. He was an assistant. I think he might have been a graduate assistant. So he had actually cut his teeth in this rivalry and basically knew how to accept the role when he got there to be head coach. When you were playing at Ohio State under Woody, what other guys were on that staff that eventually ended up being head coaches elsewhere? Boy, that's a great question. I know Ralph Staub went down to uh, Cincinnati, was a head coach. Uh, George Chomp became a uh, head coach down at Marshall. Uh, there were, gosh, I'm I, I trying to think if there were any other guys that got head coaching jobs. Uh, uh, Joe Gibbs uh, went into the NFL, became a head coach. Uh, it was It's amazing, the coaching staff that we had there at Ohio State. It was absolutely terrific. Jeff, was, was Pete Carroll there? Uh, Pete Carroll was not there when I was there. He came right after Okay. That. And how so about was, this guy? We, we've always had great coaches, and I know that Ryan Day is going to want to keep this coaching staff together for another year or two. Uh, yeah. but we'll see what happens. Uh, when you have the success that Ohio State has had, everybody comes knocking on the door, especially for our good friend out of Stark County, Brian Hartline. Couldn't you no, see no Jim doubt. Knowles, Kenny, as a defensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns tomorrow? Oh, I'd love to have Jim Knowles as the defensive oh, coordinator for the Browns, so but I don't want to leave in Ohio State. Uh, so stay where he's at in Columbus, pay him whatever it takes to keep him there, uh, and uh, I think we'll all be happy with this. Going back to JT, though, Jim Trestle, uh, his dad was supposed to go to Ohio State, played in the spring game, but because of the war, never got the opportunity to enroll and actually play for Ohio State. And when he was the coach at uh, Baldwin-Wallace, uh, Jeff, he would never schedule an afternoon game on a Saturday when Ohio State and Michigan was playing so they could watch the game, and then they'd either play that night or they played uh, on a different day. So it go it was, like you said, it was ingrained in Jim Trestle from when he was a ball boy uh, at Baldwin-Wallace and knowing his dad's history going back to that. Yeah, no question about it. And that stuff you cannot make up. I mean, that stuff you cannot learn and try and become part of who you are. And that's what, you know, John Cooper can't apologize for, you know, not growing up here and not understanding what it was all about. Uh, but Jim Trussell got it. Uh, most certainly Earl Bruce understood it. Urban Meyer understood it. And Ryan Day, though he was an outsider, spent enough time in Columbus knowing what it's all about. And he admitted that while he was at New Hampshire, he was doing exactly the same thing that Jim Trussell was, and that's watching Ohio State-Michigan on Saturdays. How much of a factor, real quick, Jeff, how much of a factor the third base comment from last year do you think uh, Ryan Day remembers as well as the team remembering that, uh, what was it, 42-27 or whatever the score was last year? How much are those motivating factors going into Saturday? Now, they've been hurting uh, for a full year, and you know you can use that motivation if it takes a little bit of extra juice to get you going, then shame on you. But uh, that feeling that those those kids had, uh, a year ago, uh, coming back from that game, not after, not and not necessarily by the scoreboard, but how they were beaten in that game, how they got out physical in the game, that's something that they do not want to let happen again. We always appreciate the time, Jeff Logan. Enjoy the game this week. We look forward to chatting to, with you next Monday after a victory over that team up north and looking ahead to the Big Ten championship game. 
All right, guys, great to be with you. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody up there, and certainly look forward to seeing Grandma Glowy coming to Columbus, Ohio, for Thanksgiving at the Logan household. There we go. Love it. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Thanks for the time. As always, Jeff Logan breaking it down as only he can with us here in the Kenny. He didn't mention Andy. He must get leftovers. (laughs) 